Welcome back to One Winning Pod. We're here to discuss a really big matchup for the Ravens. It might not be an AFC game. It might not be, uh, you know, divisional. But I think it's going to be one of the biggest tests that the Ravens have this year against one of the best teams in the league, the Lions. And we're super honored to have All-Pro Glover Quinn on the show from the Believe in Lions podcast. Uh, Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Man, thank you guys for having me, man. My pleasure. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your show, man. Like, let's hear more about it. Man, you know what? I, 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 I'm i on the podcast, Believe in Lines, with uh, my co-host, uh, Jack Cavanaugh. And I mean, you know what? I would probably have to say he's the host. I might be the co-host. You know what I'm saying? He does a <laughs> lot. He does all the work, man. I just get on there and talk my talk and have a good time with him. Man, he's a great host. Um, and we just talk, we talk lines, you know, we, we preview every game. Uh, we do a preview show of the game and then we do a post game, like recap talking about what happened, what didn't happen, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we expected, what we didn't expect. And we just kind of talk lines football. So that's really what it is, man. It's a pretty cool show. I, I try to give uh, a lot of insight from a player perspective. Um, you know what I'm saying? Seeing both sides of the coins, what players are thinking, what coaches are thinking, situational ball because i like to teach i like for people to understand the game of football um i used to host a podcast that i was doing myself and i didn't even really call it a podcast i was just having a show or just i started a youtube channel called the db room and it's still live on youtube right now but it just breaks down a lot of coverage it's just teaching football to the casual fan so i love to teach so people can understand the game better so we just talk ball and, and have a good time. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm sure you got to be really excited with what you're seeing from the Lions so far this year. Five and one, tied for the best record uh, in the entire NFL through six weeks. We know there's a lot of seasons still to go, but um, I imagine people in Detroit have to be thrilled with the direction of this team. What do you see um, that's really been what's made this team have such a hot start that they have? And do you think it's sustainable? Um, you know, I definitely think it's sustainable. I think what you're seeing is, you know, what Dan Campbell has been building since he got there, what he's been preaching, grit, um, just hard work, loving to play the game, intensity. That's what you're seeing. And, you know, I think last year they came off the hard knocks and they had high expectations and they wasn't ready for that at that moment, right? And they started out one and five, one and six. It took some time for them to get, get their feet up on them, if you want to say so. And, you know, you look at how they finished the season last year, and I think they finished like nine and two down the stretch, you know, finishing up a game, beating uh, Green Bay on the road in a game where the Lions' only benefit was to knock Green Bay out of the playoffs because Seattle had knocked us out earlier in the, in the day. So finished the season out that way. And you know what? They had a great offseason. And went into training camp. They've been fairly healthy. Obviously, Jared Goff has been healthy, has been able to play well. David Montgomery just got banged up a little bit, but hopefully Jameer Gibbs will be coming back. They got a plethora of wide receivers. They drafted Sam Laporta, so they got a good tight end. So they got a really good offense. You know, they shored up the D-line, the interior D-line. So, I mean, they're boasting the number one run defense right now. So when you can stop the run – you know, make teams one-dimensional. It just makes it easier to defend the pass. 
So I think, you know, I don't think they're doing anything special but what they're supposed to be doing. Guys are playing, you know, you can look at that team, and I don't know if defensively you will sit here and say they have a superstar outside of maybe Aiden Hutchinson, right? A lot of those other guys are just guys, but they play hard. They play well together. They communicate well. They play fast, and they've been effective. You look offensively, I mean – who would you call the superstar? Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown catches a lot of passes for them. He's a critical part of the offense. But would you call him a superstar in the league? Jared Goff is the first overall draft pick. Been in L.A., played for the Rams. But would you call him a superstar in the league? They're just good, hard-nosed football players that love playing the game. And I think they like being kind of under the radar, which I don't think they'll continue to stay under the radar because they're playing <laughs> so well. Um, but I think they got a chip on their shoulder, and I think it'll stay. Yeah, I could say as like a as a more of an average fan, I feel like looking at this Detroit Lions team. I mean, like you said, like a lot of players who you know may not be at the you know top of the league that you know everybody would say in terms of talent, but I mean they're just playing good football, right? Um, kind of want to go to the Jared Goff a little bit, but yeah, just from a lot from what I'm seeing from here is like making a lot of great decisions, using a lot of weapons in the offense, uh, getting people involved, and just you know not like not letting you know himself you know beat the team you know beat himself up i guess is what i'm trying to say right like making good decisions not turning the ball over um you know making the right reads things like that um i mean what do you what are you kind of seeing from from golf in terms of kind of like his is turned around like is this something that you think he was kind of doing a lot in in la or is this something that you think with in detroit now he's kind of taken a next step I think he's taking the next step. I think he looks a lot more mature as a quarterback. He looks like he understands the entire offense, never gets phased by anything. If they're running the ball well, he's okay with running the ball 35 times that game and maybe only throwing it 16 times if they're winning the game. And if the running game is not going, he's okay with having to sling it around and throw it a little bit, you know, and and make plays. We've had guys go down. You look at a couple of weeks ago uh, against the Panthers, and I know it's the Carolina Panthers. It is what it is. But Amon Ross St. Brown, his number one target is out of the game. Jameer Gibbs, an explosive first-round draft pick, is out of the game, and they still put up 42 points that game, right? You look at last week, David Montgomery goes down, real binger. We only got one running back, I think, on the roster, and, uh, and um, Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, and Jared Goff takes it and, and makes some big throws and key moments to continue to melt the clock and continue to put points on the board. You know, you look at that San Francisco offense, when Debo Samuels went down, Christian McCaffrey went down, it was tough sled. And I know they was playing against Cleveland. Cleveland has a pretty good defense. But you would have expected them to hopefully have somebody to pick up the slack. I think George Kittle had two catches for two yards or something like that. I had saw at one point, not real, you know, and not trying to talk about that, but I think this Lions offense has a ton of weapons. And I think Jared Goff does a great job of understanding how to utilize those guys and whatever he has to do to help them win. That's what he's willing to do with if it's running, passing, whatever. I don't think he has an ego like that. And I think that's a good thing about being in Detroit. When you play for a team like L.A., you're in a huge market. you got to have a certain persona, I think, to probably be the quarterback for the L.A. Rams, right? you L.A. And I don't know if Jared Goff was all the way ready for that at that moment in his career. But coming to Detroit, 
getting out of the public eye from a from a standpoint of being a national team like the LA team and just being able to go to work kind of behind closed doors and just go to work and go to work and go to work. I think he's matured a lot. I think he's playing a lot better. And he's he's definitely the quarterback that the Detroit Lions are glad they have on their team. For sure. I think uh this performance this year is really going to make the Lions have a tough decision with and drafting Hendon Hooker. I think they they really can't move on from golf. I think they're really going to want to, you know, keep him around and keep him at the starter because he's been performing at such a high level. And I, I also yeah. want to add, you know, you got this offensive line that's probably one of the best in the league. And that's given him the time to operate in the pockets, giving the holes to running backs. It's allowing these big time. Uh, I, I love Jamison Williams. I'm excited to see him kind of like get more of a, in the fold. And uh, and obviously, I'm going to Brown and Laporta. I think that's like the part, too, that's maybe like underrated or not as recognized. But this is probably one of the best lines in the league. They're playing really cohesively and kind of would love to hear what your thoughts are on the offensive line. Well, you know how it is, man. Offensive line, they go so so much under the radar, right? I mean, you very rarely know many of those guys' names. They get the worst boos on draft night when you draft <laughs> an O-lineman in the first round or something like that. Nobody loves that until they can dominate a game, and then you're so happy that you got a good O-line because it doesn't matter if you got a great quarterback and great wide receivers. If you can't protect for the quarterback and he has time to throw the ball, then it doesn't matter how good those guys are, right? So when you look at a couple years ago, Dallas Cowboys spent a lot of first-round draft picks on their O-line, and they had the number one O-line for a while. They was leading the league in rushing with Zeke Elliott, DeMarco Murray, all those guys, and everybody loved, oh, the Cowboys got a great O-line. Well, the Lions kind of did the same thing, drafted first-round O-line. You look at Taylor Decker, who's been there for a long time. Look at Frank Ragnow, who they got. Look at Pene Sewell. All these top guys that they drafted, they're coming in to play. And when you can have a big O-line where you can hand the ball off, run the ball, run the ball, set up play action, the quarterback feels like he can stay in the pocket and pass the ball because he knows he got a good O-line blocking for him. All those things come into play. You see some of these quarterbacks, they're running for their lives, and so they never get comfortable in the pocket to let a play develop. Jared Goff feels really comfortable in the pocket, and I think that's attributed to the O-line that they have drafted. You know, they got some of the guys back that was there when I played there. They got Graham Glasgow back, nasty, big Graham Glasgow. They got um, Dan Skipper back, big Dan is out there. So they just got a good group of O-linemen led by Taylor Decker, and those guys are playing well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really – I haven't watched a ton of Lions games, but, man, I, I saw what they did against that Tampa Bay defense last week, and golf had so much time to throw there, and there were some running lanes there as well. Definitely a really solid unit. Um, looking at that offensive line unit, so um, obviously you mentioned David Montgomery suffered the injury last week. Jameer Gibbs has been out a couple games. Um I don't know if you guys are going to have to turn to Craig Reynolds for the main amount of carries, but looking at this uh, this offensive line going up this Ravens run defense, you got Broderick Washington there, Justin Matabike, um, Roquan Smith, which I'm sure you're familiar with from his time with Chicago. Um, if this running game is a little bit beat up and you got to have a heavy dose there from Craig Reynolds, um, 
How do you think that's going to impact the Lions offense? Do you think that the offensive line is good enough that it doesn't really matter who's back there? Or do you think that'll change the game plan a little bit for what the Lions want to do against the Ravens? Well, I think, you know, I think football is the ultimate team game, and that's really what I mm-hmm. think. And so what I mean by that is a lot of it has to depend on, hey, this is what the game plan is for us offensively, but it also depends on how we play defensively. So if the Lions defense can continue to play well and keep the Baltimore's Ravens offense from scoring to where now they don't feel like they have to score 35 points to win. You saw last week, they just stuck with it and stuck with it. They only scored 20 points, but they end up beating a Tampa team because the defense was able to hold them to six points, right? So if you look at this game, they're probably going to try to have the same uh, uh, game plan, especially when you're going on the road. You want to try to play defense and, and, and live with your run game and let that open up things in the past, play action and things like that, right? So as long as the Lions defense can keep them close, I think they'll stick with the run game with 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 um with Craig Reynolds. Um, you know, even if they're not having a lot of success, they're going to keep mm-hmm. going to it as long as the game is not getting out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? If their defense can keep the game close, They're going to stick with the run game. I think you'll see a similar game plan that you saw last week against Temple. Yeah, I think so. I feel like one of the, uh, you know, one of the big things I guess I was looking at during the the Tampa game is just how similar, uh, I think kind of from like a defensive perspective, how how similar Tampa is almost to the Ravens. Um, Very uh, reliant on some big guys up in the middle. Um, getting pressure with uh, some very talented linebackers in the group. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see. I, I was actually going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. I'm not sure if you knew, but the uh, <laughs> the Ravens haven't scored over 30 points in what seems like quite a long game. So even if the Lions, uh, you know, don't have to uh, score 30 points, I think they have the ability to. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if we're talking about a, an offensive shootout, I, I feel like I'd, I'd say the uh, – the favor goes to the Lions at this point because, yeah, they've had a couple games this season where they're scoring up upwards of 30, 40 points. Yeah, I think, you know, the the Ravens, you know, and I don't want to speak too fast and say anything, but, it, you know, from <laughs> from what I've seen, they, they've, they've struggled to score a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I think Odell was out for a couple games and, you know, coming off of the injury, I don't know if he's really back to form of being a true, like, number one. Uh, guy, especially at this point in his at this point in his career, coming off the injuries, you know, I think he will definitely be better served, you know, being a number two or number three guy where you can, you know, just play the role that he played in L.A. Right? When you think about it, they had Cooper Cup, who was the main guy, and Odell got a lot of the secondhand guys, a lot of the single coverage, and he was having a phenomenal year. So I think coming off of the injury, making trying to make him a number one top guy, I think that's tough, especially, you know, him missing a couple games already. Um, and then, you know, losing J.K. Dobbins the first game of the season to, to the injury, that hurts as well. Um, so, yeah, they've struggled to score, but obviously they got an MVP quarterback in Lamar Jackson. They got talent on their roster. So playing at that stadium is going to be tough on the road. So they got to make sure they stay locked in because, I mean, Lamar Jackson is a home run hitter. Um, uh, Flowers, the wide receiver, he's a home run hitter. He's a fast, shifty guy. So we got to make sure. And I don't know, is, is Mark Andrews still playing as well, the tight mm-hmm. end? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, those guys those guys have shown that they can make plays in this league. So the Lions got to go in and make sure they stop those guys um, and keep it a low-scoring game by the Ravens, and then hopefully you can put up 28 to 20, 21 to 30, 35 points and hopefully get a win. But like I said, I think you will see a game a lot like the last game with Tampa. I think, you know, 20 points, 24 points, tough, physical, grinded out type of game, you know, could be what we're looking for again. For sure. I could see uh, Sam Laporta having an interesting game. You know, he's been one of the favorite targets of golf. And uh, but our linebacking core is like really solid. Our safeties are solid. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. And uh, I'm like, I'm really wondering, like, how it's going to play out, too, because I think when you were talking about our offense and how we have weapons, I think the big thing that's been our Achilles heel this year has been the offensive line. And we're like struggling to get these weapons and slimming our options in the red zone. So. Um, you know, with your solid offensive line and and uh, and all these playmakers, I think that might be where you get the edge on the offensive side of the ball. No question, no question. I mean, and like you said, you know, when you talk to Sam Porter, I mean, he went against Levante David last week, and I thought Levante David played a great game against Sam Porter. I think he only had four catches, and but he had eleven targets, right? Mm. And so I thought Dave, I thought Levante David, being in this twelfth year, played a great game against him in the run and the pass. And so Roquan Smith is going to be another tough challenge for a Sam Laporta. So he's going to have to be up to that challenge. Um, but like we talked about earlier with the O-line, you know, Lamar Jackson is a is a really good quarterback. But when you don't have protection, you start to get antsy in the, in the pocket. And I think one of the things about, you know, Lamar and that Ravens offense is I think they thrive a lot on the big plays. I think the closer they get to the red zone, the, the less they become, the less explosive they become because the space get condensed. And so now Lamar has to make a great pass. He has to make a great read. You don't really have a big fade route type of wide receiver. Um, yes, you look for Mark Andrews down in that area because he's a big body. He can make the tough catches. But you don't really have a big fade route type of wide receiver. And so a lot of the smaller guys, they become harder to find in the red zone when it's so cluttered down there. So mm-hmm. they got to be ready to strike from the 30-yard line in where they still got room to uh, to spread you out and, and, and make plays. But none of that matters if you can't get protection from the O-line and actually have time to, to get the ball to those playmakers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I, I think you're transitioning right into what we want to talk about next. Um, obviously, you being a, a defensive guy uh, for your career in the NFL um, from a high level, what have you seen from this Lions defense? Like we said, they're number one against the run right now. Um, not too shabby against the pass either. And it, from what I'm telling, from what I'm seeing, uh, a lot of new blood, a lot of new guys have been brought in the past couple of seasons. This looks like, I mean... In a lot of ways, I think this is a very different Lions defense than what we saw two years ago when the Lions and the Ravens played uh, in Detroit in that game where uh, we needed Tucker to break the NFL record to to get out of there with a win. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess just to start out, before we look at individual guys um, from a high level, what is really the, the heart of this defense that's uh, been so good for the Lions early in the season here? I mean, I, w- I would have to say... Uh, effort. I think that guy. Th- I think those guys as a group play really hard. 
Um, like I said, I don't think they have any household superstar names outside of maybe an Aiden Hutchinson who's been playing well for the most part. Um, you look in the secondary, they brought in Cam Sutton. They signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's out right now with an injury. Um, Jerry Jacobs is playing corner. You know, Tracy Tracy Walker is playing in safety. They paid him a couple years ago. But I don't think none of those guys are, you know, none of those guys have been Pro Bowl guys. They're not household big-time names. They just play really well together. You look at the linebackers, Alex Anzalone, he plays off pure effort and determination. He's not this big, gung-ho linebacker. He just plays hard. He plays fast. And he's disruptive. You look at Jack Campbell, first-round draft pick, kind of the same thing. You look at the D-line, you probably can't name hardly any of those guys outside of Aiden Hutchinson, right? But they play hard, they play their role, and they make plays. And I think that's been the biggest thing for them defensively. They've played as a unit. They've played together as a group, mirroring good coverage with good pass rush. And when, when the coverage isn't there, the pass rush bails you out and get there. So I think they've just been playing really good as a unit. I don't think they've had just, you know, one standout guy. Yes, Jerry Jacob got three interceptions. He's been playing pretty good. Cam Sutton don't have the interception numbers, but he's been playing well. C.J. Gardner-Johnson went down. Tracy Walker steps up. He's been playing well at the safety. Doesn't have the turnover numbers, but he's been playing well, good physical presence. Um, and like I say, I think at the at the D lineman, you know, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson has been playing well. Um, had a quiet week last week against Tampa, but he's been playing well throughout the season. So I just think they're playing really good as a unit. I don't think they're doing any one specific thing uh, great other than stopping the run. Um, but I think they're just playing great as a unit. Yeah, I actually wanted to go in and kind of talk about some of those guys up the middle because I, I feel like uh, watching a little bit of tape from some of the recent games, uh, their the defensive line I think is really interesting. Um I think both from McNeil and uh, and Jones, kind of up in the middle, uh, stand out. I mean, they're just big guys, uh, space eaters, but can also push the pocket quite uh, quite well. And one of the other things I feel like I've noticed a lot with the Lions, I wasn't sure if we kind of want to talk about this, but um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, you know defensive line rotations in there. So you know, I know that they could put those big guys in the middle on first, second down, kind of be be there to stop the run, but. I feel like I've seen a lot of packages from the Lions too, where they just kind of take some of those guys out and maybe sub in a lot of these sort of defensive end linebacker edge players and just go ham on, on the quarterback on these obvious passing downs. I feel like, um, you know, that to me is kind of a little bit of a scary thing of, you know, Ravens offensive line being a little bit beat up. Um, you know, if the Lions are in those obvious passing down situations and they can kind of just let guys hunt, um, that seems like a, a, a recipe for disaster, honestly. You know, the, I think the Lions do a great job of mixing up their, their personnel, and, and I think a lot of it just depends on the game plan and, and what they're trying to get done. And, you know, I'm sure they have packages where they have your pass rush guys, where you have guys who can play on the inside but also are good pass rushers because, you know, it's probably not a rundown right now. We need our pass rushers in the game. No, Nobody really has been a huge standout outside of maybe – uh, Aiden Hutchinson and 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 Jerry Jacob has three interceptions, but I just think as a unit they play very well together. And Aaron Glenn has done a great job, and you know they've stayed healthy for the most part outside of obviously a CJ Gardner Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, another free agent signing that they had got hurt in his first game back. 
Um, but Will Harris has stepped up and played well, had an interception last week. Um, so they're just playing great as a unit, man. And I think the confidence is there. They feel like they're a good defense. And so they're going out and playing like a good defense. For sure. And we can't uh, leave this discussion about the defense without talking a little about the secondary, which is your area of expertise. One of my favorite players in the draft branch hurt right now. Um, See that he's questionable. I'm legitimately kind of hoping he plays because I always like seeing people at their full power. And I like seeing players I liked, you know, (laughs) so like I want to, you know, get to watch him kind of like your early impressions of him and um and just the overall uh, secondary, you know, you mentioned we have fast kind of shifty receivers, but maybe not that big fade route guy. Um, you know, how how do you think we match up? I think, you know, Brian Branch is a special player. Um, he's a he's a great, great young player. Um, he's playing great. I hate that he got hurt. Hopefully he can come back from that ankle injury. Hopefully this week, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, I was afraid a little bit last week of the Lions going against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin because we kind of struggled a little bit early in the season against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, But they held up last week. They held up last week against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and they were able to hold those guys down. And so I'm just going to be honest. You know, Odell has a big name. I don't think they'll be afraid of Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. Um you know, what's Zay Flowers? Yeah. Um, Zay Flowers is a is a good young wide receiver, quick shifty. Um, they have to make sure that he can't he don't get behind them and we give up a deep play. Um but the one thing that scares me probably for you guys is generally we kind of struggle against a mobile quarterback. And so Lamar Jackson kind of scares me. Um you look at what Geno Smith was able to do to us earlier, and he's not even really a mobile guy, but um he was ready. He was able to hurt us a little bit, stand alive in the pocket. Um, so that's what kind of scares me the most. I don't think, you know, Mark Andrews don't really scare me as much anymore. He's gotten older down in the red zone. I think he's a bigger threat, um, but I don't know. And, you know, you can f- please forgive me if I'm missing out on some guys, but I don't think they'll fear anybody from the, from the Ravens receiving core. But I kind of am afraid to see how they match up against a Lamar Jackson from the front seven standpoint because if the D line, if the defensive backs have to worry about standing coverage all day or worry about coming up to tackle Lamar Jackson, then you can eventually let one of those guys get behind you and and fall into the the big play that the Ravens want to have. Yeah, and a lot of teams like to play zone against. Uh, Lamar for that reason and not turn their back against him. Um, are you guys more like a cover two team or, you know, cover three? What do you guys normally kind of play quarters? I mean, we're going to play a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? They, mm-hmm. Their game plans have really changed uh, week in and week out. You know, I think you're going to see the man and man. You're always going to see those things. You're going to see some quarters and you're going to see some cover two. You know, you're going to see a little bit of everything. And I think it depends on how they want to attack the, the Ravens. And like I say, earlier in the year, we faced Seattle and we ran a lot of fire zone, looked like cover three. And we didn't let our pass rushers get after Lamar, uh, Geno Smith. And so if the, if the Ravens are having trouble uh, blocking with the O-line, I don't think we'll do a lot of that. I think you'll see a lot of man coverage, especially if they don't fear the wide receivers. You'll probably see a lot of man coverage, but you're going to have to have – that's going to put a lot of pressure on the linebackers and D-linemen 
to get to Lamar Jackson. We can't have him running free. If you see Lamar Jackson start to hurt us, then you'll probably see us go to zone. And a lot of quarterbacks don't like zone. They don't like a lot of eyes watching them, watching where they're throwing the ball. You, you can see them when they take off running, and you can see them when they throw the ball. So if, if they're having trouble stopping Lamar Jackson, look for a lot of different zones to kind of mix it up but get some pressure on them. But I don't think you'll see the cover three fire zones. All right. So now we're going to go into the section of the show where we do a score prediction and a bold prediction uh, for the upcoming game. But before we do that, uh, Glover, I do have a question for you. Um, as someone who has did play the Ravens a couple times in your career uh, as a guy who's a defensive back, I do have a question for you, and we won't be offended whichever way you say. Um, elite or not elite? Joe Flacco. Not elite. <laughs> <laughs> Very, he's good, but I wouldn't call him elite. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I was expecting you were going to say that. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a really good, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I actually, inter- I actually intercepted Joe Flacco when I was playing in Houston. Um, very, oh yeah, very good that, quarterback. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. beat down, the beat down, the Super Bowl year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, Joe Flacco was a good quarterback. Definitely a big deep ball thrower. Um, I just can't call him elite. But Who was good. the toughest uh, quarterback you played against? You know, for me, you know, obviously when I was young in Houston, playing against Peyton Manning twice a year was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to Detroit. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is really good. I always had trouble, even though I made a lot of plays out this guy. You know, Drew Brees was, was really good. He was hard for me to uh, read. Even though I made a bunch of plays on him, I had to be really on my A game with Drew Brees. And then Tom Brady was good, too. Those were probably the toughest, toughest guys. But, I mean, those are the normal guys that you <laughs> right, consider yeah. tough, right? <laughs> Any, anyone uh, who who people might be surprised was actually uh, a little difficult to play against? Nah. No. <laughs> um, I appreciate the honesty, man. Yeah, man. Like, I'm spoken like a true DB, like now. Nah, you know, you know, but 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 I don't I don't I don't take anything away from those guys because those guys are really good. You know what I'm saying? No, like sure. all those yeah. all all these quarterbacks are really good. You know what I'm saying? The the way they can throw the ball, they're really good guys. They're really good players. Um, and so you just develop a level of expectation, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I expect you guys to be good. You know what I'm saying? So. If they're good, then yeah, they're just good. But then when you got to the next level, the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Breeses, the Toms, the Aaron, they were just on a different level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that, you know, none of those guys could play because they could play. Russell Wilson was tough to defend. You know what I'm saying? In Seattle with the run game, scrambling around, being young, the deep ball to all those guys. You know what I'm saying? Those guys were tough to defend. Um, you know, Andrew Luck was tough. You know, when I was in Houston, Andrew Luck was tough, um, yeah. you know, but I won't put them on the level with those other guys. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess as All a right. guess, like, did you have a, a score prediction and a bowl prediction you wanted to give out for this game? Um, you know, like, like I said, I think I think this game would be a lot like last game. Uh and obviously, I'm with the Believe in Lions podcast, so I feel like we've got to pick the Lions. 
to get the win. That doesn't make sense for me to not pick the Lions, especially when they're playing as good as they're playing right now. Um, so if I'm going off of that, I'm going to give the Lions 24 this week. 24, and I'll give the Ravens. I don't think they'll, they'll hold them like Tampa. So I'm going to go 24-14. Uh, they got Justin Tucker, so I'll go 24 <laughs> <laughs> 24-17. 24-17. I get Tuck, Tucker get a field goal. We, I mean, hey. you know what? I you know what? I'm gonna change that. Oh. Let's go twenty-four to seven plus three is ten, plus another three is thirteen, and another three is sixteen. Twenty-four sixteen lines. 16. Justin Tucker with three field goals, but we'll give up one touchdown. I'll be a, sl- a flip of last week's score, twenty-four sixteen against Titans. Right. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's the game that the Ravens want to play. I don't think they want to play a 35 40 point game. Uh I think they want to live in that 16 to 20 to 17 to 14 to 21. I think they want to live in that range cuz I think they feel defensively they can hopefully like they did last week hold Tennessee to to 16 points and you know, I think they feel like they can get a couple touchdowns, and with a guy like Justin Tucker, you should be able to get two or three field goals a game. So I think they feel like they can score 17 to 21 points a game and hold you to 14 or less. And so I think they liked that score last week. I just don't know if they can hold the Lions to 16 points. Do you have any uh, bold prediction you want to throw out there for what might happen in the game? Bold prediction. Bold prediction. (laughs) I'm going to say – I'm gonna say that the Lions will hold Lamar Jackson to under 35 yards rushing, and the Lions' defense will have six sacks. Ooh. Man, I love it. He's coming big. Yeah. <laughs> Super bold. Love it. Is there more? Six. He's thinking. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> All We're right. going to hold Lamar to under 35 yards rushing, and we'll have six sacks. Man, love that. I wonder how Lions much that parlay pays and, out. And, and the Lions fans will take over M&T Stadium. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> legit worried about that. I'll be honest. I hear they travel well, and uh, the seats right behind us typically do have away fans because I think they sell them. Uh, and yeah, so we get to meet some Lions fans. That Dolphins <laughs> game last year, man. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. They have been traveling well. All right, well, well, so someone else is jumping. Oh, you're jumping in. You go, Chris. Yeah, you yeah, go, Chris. yeah. Let me, yeah, let me go. I was actually gonna say, I feel like um, I'm a little iffy on this one too. Uh, we didn't really talk about it too much, but uh, I think the uh, Ravens' red zone lows over the last couple of weeks have been uh, pretty severe and. Frankly, I'm a little concerned about it from like an offensive perspective. Like I said earlier, I think Lions can score points um, many different ways. And I know um, their top running backs may be out, but I still think that they're pretty dangerous. So I, I, I hate to say it. I'm actually I'm going to pick the Ravens to lose this week, too. I think 
I think I'll go um, probably like 27, 23 or something, Lions. Uh, my bold prediction, though, I will say um, I, I like Marlowe in this game. I think he probably will be matching up wherever uh, St. Brown is going to go. Um, I, I feel like uh, the Ravens would try to move him around a bit because he can be in the slot. He can be on the outside. Uh, I'm going to say Marlowe gets a, a turnover. I don't know if it's a fumble or an interception, but I think he uh, he's due for a play. It's going to be a tight game. Uh, tight game. I think that both these teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, that said, I think something that we do have an edge here is Justin Tucker's leg. Uh, Riley Patterson, looking at his stats, uh, has been a very accurate kicker inside of 40 yards, but above 40 has had some struggles. Um, and we know that Justin Tucker's had some big kicks against Detroit. I don't think we're going to see a record-breaking one this game. First off, odds of that are low, and plus this will be outdoors, not indoors. So... I could see this game going either way. What's tough to predict here, if the Ravens lose a turnover battle, I think you can forget this game. That's going to be a Detroit win. They're going to need to take care of the ball, win time of possession. I think they can do it. I wouldn't be shocked if this game went either way. But since Chris couldn't pick the Ravens to win, I got I to gotta show some, some pride here because uh, Glover came in really hard. I'm going to say 20-17. Uh, <laughs> Ravens, Justin Tucker wins it on a kick that probably won't be record-breaking, but he'll get the game-winning kick. And bold prediction, um, got to give respect to Goff. Like, like you said, Glover, he's really uh, shown growth here in Detroit. Has not turned the ball over much, but I'm going to say that the Ravens get two picks here. I think that that's something that is kind of underrated that the Ravens have been doing this year. And, you know, I think we have the guys with Clowney, uh, with Roquan, to put some pressure there and maybe – have uh get golf off his rhythm a little bit um so that's where i'm gonna go there for the bold prediction all right alec oh man the this ravens is, this optimist is the ravens, ravens optimist, optimist. you're gonna stay here yeah it's against my credo <laughs> to go against right but uh the thing the thing is like i think this game's gonna be super close like i let off the show saying you know this is um you know a big matchup that <laughs> one a statement win for either team i think it's gonna be huge um you know <laughs> I think the Ravens are going to have to be a little bit more aggressive than they were last week. We saw them take a lot of low bets, taking three when they were fourth and one or like right at the goal line inside the five. I think they're going to push the envelope a little bit in this game. I think they're going to have to in order to keep up. And I'm going to start with my bull prediction. I like where you're going with this, Peter. I think we're all like kind of like coalescing around this idea of like a need for a turnover. And my specific one was I think an inside linebacker is going to get a pick. And the reason why is because I like Laporta a lot. But I think that's like that's the spot I think they could like tra- target, and we also have a lot of talent there. We have, um, and, you know, we'll have uh, Hamilton kind of lurking in that area as well. So I kind of that's what I like. I think an inside linebacker pick is uh, happening. Score, man, over under forty two. Ravens for three right now. Ravens favorite three. So that's basically the home field advantage. I think it's going to be a. A situation like you said, Peter, of a three-point game. I'm going to say a little higher scoring though, 24-21, uh, which is crazy because I, I we've been so good about keeping people out of the end zone, but I think they're going to find ways in. I think it's going to be scary. Like uh, I got to go with my boys. I got to go with the Ravens. Um, but man, Glover, this was an amazing conversation. We learned a lot about the team. We're a team we're all like high on. I know I always had a crush on the Lions <laughs> ever since like I've been watching them for a couple of years. And I had like a little bit of a crush, so I had this game circled for a while. It's a big game for the Ravens community too. They're gonna uh, have Suggs into the Ring of Honor, so like I'm sure the um, 
the bank will be packed and, and loud and proud. But uh, please do check out the Believe Podcast Network. There's a Raven show with Daniel Wilcox. Pretty cool. And, of course, uh, Glover there. I listened to one of your shows earlier today. I thought it was great. And uh, I think you guys are doing something pretty cool over there. Cool, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you guys for having me. Look forward to a great game, man. All right. Thank you, man. That you can find us. One Winning Pod at Twitter. One Winning Pod on Threads. Email us, onewinningpod at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next week. Go Ravens.